Give them what you got. Um, we have entered into a new part of the church here. Um, the church here roughly divides it. Well, you know all the different seasons and the different colors, but it roughly divides in half as well. The first half of the church here uh, retells the story of Christ, and we call that the time of Christ. But the second half of the church here, the part that we are in now, uh, is called the time of the church. And the time of the church tends to focus us um, on Jesus' teachings. So in the first half, we, we have these great events, you know, his birth, and we have these miracles, and, you know, obviously the death and the resurrection, and we retell that story. But now across the summer, we will get more of his teachings and more of his parables and, and things along those lines. And uh, that's exactly how we started out today, isn't it? In Matthew 9.35, we find Jesus doing what? Teaching. Teaching and healing. Going about his ministry. And in verse 36, it says that he looks out at the crowds and he has compassion. He has compassion on them. And that word compassion, it's actually one of my favorite words in the New Testament. Compassion, uh, it, it's, it's a very visceral term. It, it's, it's an emotion that you feel deep inside. Where you, you're, you're, it literally means his guts were twisted, which, you know, visceral and guts, you know, all that good stuff. But it's a visceral emotion for someone else's need. He saw their need. And, and he felt that all the way deep down inside. And we live in a world where there's a lot of need, isn't there? We live in a world that I would submit to you needs us to respond with compassion. As we look at what's going on, we, we, we see things like injustice. We see political posturing. There's fear. There's disease. There's intimidation. There's confusion and gaslighting. And how do, you, how, how do you respond to this? How do you respond? Is it with anger? And, oh, we need to push these people back. You know, there's a... a a podcaster by the name of Dan Carlin that I like to listen to from time to time. He used to be on CBS. He says, you know what happens when you punch a Nazi in the nose? He punches you back. And nobody's changed. And as we look at all of these things that are going on in the world, Jesus is calling us to respond to give what we have been given. And that's compassion. We've received compassion from Jesus. Well, pastor, I can't have compassion on that person. That person's a conservative. He's a fascist. Well, she is, she's a liberal. She's a commie. That person's anti-science. Do you know they are going to kill my grandparents? That person over there, they are trying to use science to control us. 
And what happens when we do that is we look at our neighbors and we turn them into what some sociologists call the repugnant cultural other. The repugnant cultural other. You don't have to love the repugnant cultural other. They're that on the other end and, and they, oh. A less fancy way of saying that is they're the enemy. But I think it's really telling that as we find Jesus having compassion in the crowds, that that reading is paired with Romans chapter 5, verses uh, 6 through 11. And uh, just to refresh your forgettery here. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the really holy people. Christ died for the people who had their act together. Christ died for the nice people. Christ died for the people who are politically aligned with me. Christ died for the ungodly. Pause on that for a minute. Do you want Christ to have died for you? Because that maybe means that part of your identity, apart from him, is ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God? For if while we were enemies... We were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. And when it says, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God, I'm not sure that just means us and God. That's us together to one another. And to God. He comes to us while we're weak. And that's a good thing. Because there's a lot of weakness on display right now in our world. So what what should we do? I think we follow Jesus' word. Pray. Pray to the Lord of harvest. When you see brokenness in the world, that's a reminder that people need the gospel, that people need compassion, that people need the healing that Christ came to give. And so we pray to the Lord of harvest to send out workers into that harvest, to send out people who will have compassion on their neighbors, And boy, wouldn't that be great if some of those people that he sent were you and me? That we would be people filled with compassion. 
People who go out and, and give what we've got. You, you are God's treasured possession. You are a kingdom of priests. You know, I'm the one that wears the funny collar around here. I get that. But do you know what a priest does? A priest intercedes between people and God. That's, that's, that's what priests do. And they bring God's word to, to, to others, yes, but the big part of the, the work of a priest is, is to do the prayers, to offer the sacrifices. Well, we don't need to offer any sacrifices. Christ has offered himself. He's won the victory. And so we are called to pray and to intercede, moved by compassion. Compassion, which, which we received in Christ. So that we can go out and deal with others to give them what we got. In Jesus. Amen.